The New Age Christianity Podcast is brought to you by... Hello, New Age Christian family. This is Austin Fletcher. You are listening to the New Age Christian Podcast, and this is episode number 51. This episode is going to be the last episode in our Path to Enlightenment series. It's going to make 11 episodes in total. I hope you have enjoyed it. In this episode, I want to share just some final thoughts on enlightenment, on how to view humanity and view yourself and the path to enlightenment for all of us as a whole. I'm going to share some of my favorite books that have kind of been those underlying ideas that have become the way that I just think. I think about people in a certain way. I think about life in a certain way. And while I'm not going to unpack each one of them in, a, in great detail, I do want to kind of just fire through a few ideas and a few a few of these authors that I have really impacted my life and I believe would be great resources for you to look at yourself. And uh, obviously, it's going to depend on your personality. It's going to depend on where you're at in your journey. But I hope you enjoy it. I hope you find it useful. And let's get started. Well, hopefully you have enjoyed these uh, these last 11 episodes and you are well on your way to enlightenment. Who knows, maybe some of you are already enlightened and you should be doing this last episode. Um, for me, this series has been a lot of fun. It's been, it's almost essentially been kind of a, uh, a walk through my own personal journey and I have discovered a few things, you know, doing, starting off with the uh, disc personality profiles, the, uh, the four or five episodes with that was uh, really insightful for me to kind of see some things that I hadn't seen before. The episodes where we kind of drilled down into the power of decision or on meditation, stuff like that, I I have gotten some good feedback from people about uh, different things that resonated with people. And, you know, this is, the whole thing is, again, the enlightenment in general is about following the intuitive leading of spirit in your life. And the, we all have those moments where there's this teacher that just kind of rocks our world. And we're there with somebody else and, that, and the other person's like, man, it was okay. Right? Or we read a book that just changes our life and we try to share it with all of our friends and maybe one of them quote unquote gets it. And often I think that shows up in our lives in ways where we think we're just better than other people or other people just don't get it or whatever. And the truth of the matter is, is that we're all on different journeys. I hope this series has kind of highlighted that for you, that you've heard things you're like, man, that's stupid. But you've also heard things like, wow, I never thought of that. And my goal has been to package it in such a way as to find value in everyone's journey and to find value in your own uniqueness and not necessarily have to give into this illusion that enlightenment and the path to spiritual growth is static and that it's, you know, the same people need to all do the same things. And that is, you know, one of the first things I want to share in this in this final episode is I want to I want to share some books and some authors and some teachers that that have really affected me 
you know, as I've as I've gone through enlightenment and you know, and kind of tried to unpack this, there have been very specific teachers or very specific ideas uh, that have stuck with me for years and years, and they've stuck with me so much so that I don't even realize how unique they can be or how um, helpful they can be for people who've never heard of them. And it's one of those, you know how it is when, you know, when you, when you first heard about Jesus, you know, it was, it could have been, you know, if you were, didn't grow up in a Christian household, or especially if you did grow up in a Christian household, it's like, well, Jesus is, everyone knows Jesus, right? And the, the idea that there might be somebody out there who's never really heard the story of Jesus or never really thought about being a Christian, or if you've ever met that, I remember the first time I met somebody who really had no interaction with Christians or the Bible or any sort of spiritual thought. They were actually a really nice person, but it was kind of like, wait, you grew up in America, you've had friends, you've, you know, and you've never heard these details about Jesus. You've never heard these concepts. And it was just this mind-blowing, like, wait a minute, it really is news to some people. And hopefully, if you deliver it right, it's good news. It's the gospel. But, um, you know, there's there's people out there who've never really considered or never been taught things like making a budget financially or how to change a flat tire. Like there's things that you are taught and you learn in your life that become so secondhand, it's easy to forget that other people don't know it. That's what I want to kind of just spend. This would probably be a shorter episode because there's just, it's kind of like a shotgun of like, here's some thoughts and some perspectives from my life that have really become a part of who I am, that in my path to enlightenment and my journey to enlightenment, it's easy for me to forget. My last episode, right? The last episode on spiritual communication, where I talked about dreams and, and synchronicities and signs and omens, that, that's another example of the same thing. Like It's so common for me to engage with certain concepts that I forget at one point I didn't know them either. And at one point I had to learn them. So, um, and, and this very first one right out of the gate, if you're, you know, what I was talking about, where hopefully this series has kind of introduced you to the idea that maybe your path doesn't have to be the same as everyone else's, and maybe everyone else's doesn't have to be the same as yours, and that you could actually honor people who read a book and don't get the same reaction you do, or that you could honor people who listen to a teacher and don't feel as impacted as you have been. Or, you know, I, I'm friends with a lot of influencers on Facebook these days, and everyone's got their their latest like, oh, wow, listen to this, this will change your life, or read this book, this will change your life, or come to this conference, it will change your life. And it can. It absolutely can. But anymore, that we're just bombarded with so many different concepts that you kind of get to the point where you realize, I can't do everything. At some point, I kind of have to pick and choose, and at some point, I have to be selective about the ideas that that I spend my time on, because if I try to read every book that people recommend to me, I'll never I'll never leave my house, and so you have to follow intuition. You have to find the communicators that resonate with you, the titles of books or the titles of a message, you'll find people in your life that you can quote unquote trust more with, hey, when they say, like for me, I've, I've talked about it a bit with Grant Porteous. There's not a book that Grant Porteous has recommended to me that I don't absolutely love. 
because I think he and I think very similarly. So you can find those people and it doesn't mean that you love people more than others. Like I recommend stuff to like Kaylee, for example, for instance, you guys all know her. She's been on these on the podcast multiple times. I recommend books to her all the time and she doesn't read because they don't resonate with her. I don't take offense to it. She doesn't feel guilty about it. It's literally following intuition and finding the ideas that resonate with you. And this is the heart of so much around one of my favorite ideas, which is The Culture of Honor by Danny Silk. Uh, he wrote, he's written two books that I think are companion books that <laughs> he jokes about. He's like, look, I literally have one message. I've just written it four different ways. Um, it all is the same thing. It is honoring people, loving people. So Culture of Honor and Keep Your Love On. Um, if you're watching the video right now, I have Culture of Honor. It's uh, I don't actually own a copy of Keep Your Love On. I've read it because I borrowed it from Kaylee, actually. But Culture of Honor and Keep Your Love On are both two books written by Danny Silk that I, I've really forgotten what it was like to not think the way that I do now about people. I really forget what it's like to spend your life trying to convince people to think like you or to nitpick how somebody might be different than you or to get frustrated with people who you find it hard to like. (laughs) Um, We all have those people. It's hard to like everybody. Culture of honor is not about, oh, you should like everybody. It is about you should honor everybody. And Culture of Honor is a super simple concept in that it, it is about just honoring everybody. But Danny is he's second to none when it comes to practical advice uh, on how to do relationships. And so as you're on your path to enlightenment, again, these are things that I've done for years that I don't even think about anymore. The idea in, that I come with that automatically is just like, well, well duh, is but you honor other people's paths. So the, the mere fact that I started out with an episode for dominance, influencers, conscientious and steadfast, like the four different types of personality, I don't think I would have done that without having a culture of honor as being a constant underpinning to how I view life and how I view people. That yes, you're very different than me, I still love you and I still honor you. I may not like you, you may, you may infuriate me, I may think that you're kind of an idiot, I mean, but I honor you and I honor the fact that you're not me. And I love how Danny says it in, in one of his teachings. He's like, you know, honor is not, I honor the me in you. <laughs> like I honor all the things about you that remind me of me. That's not what honor is. Honor is understanding that that person is a hundred percent them. And if they're being powerful and authentic and beautifully them, honor that. You don't have to be friends with them. You don't have to hang out. And it's not like a volume thing either. It's not a rheostat or a, well, let me turn my honor up a little bit more because this person reminds me more of me. I'm going to turn my honor down a little bit because, you know, Donald Trump's an idiot. Like that's whether it's Donald Trump or Barack Obama, our country could really freaking use some insight in how to honor people politically, religiously. And just so many opinions right now where we have turned our honor way down or off and like, oh, I honor the president, although I hate his guts. No, that's not, you're doing it wrong, right? Like, and it's not just because he's the president. Don't honor the office, honor the person. Honor Barack Obama because he's a human being. Honor Donald Trump because he's a human being. Honor whoever it is that uh, you disagree with 
And it doesn't, again, it doesn't mean you be a doormat. It doesn't mean you have to be buddies with them. It doesn't mean you need to vote for them. But honoring people because they are human. And there's there's a skill to that. And there's details to that. Read the book. It's really good. But my two, you know, honor is not earned because other people don't earn your honor. Honor is 100% in your control, right? So, you know, oh, they make me so mad. That's no, being mad is in your control. Honor is in your control. They, they don't make you honor them or make you dishonor them. And so on, this is my two main notes for honor is it is neither, it's not earned and it's not a volume knob. It is a switch. It's either on or it's off. You're either honoring them or you're not. And the more you make this a part of who you are, and the more you will find that you find value in everything and in every person that sure, I may totally disagree with X, Y, and Z, but I can find honor in maybe the fact they're just a really, really, really well thought out person. I may completely disagree with their thoughts. My brother and I, my younger brother and I think very differently about spirituality and religion and Christianity and everything, but we honor each other because as we listen to each other, we go, dang, dude, you've thought this through. Good on you. Like good for thinking it through. Like your thoughts, I think you're crazy, but I am impressed with how well you've thought about it. You know, so um, that's that's how honor overrides agreement, the need for agreement. That's how honor overrides the need for sameness. That's something I take for granted, but it's absolutely an important part of searching for enlightenment, searching for heaven on earth, searching for transcending the human limitation. All of these things we're talking about, if you can honor, you can find yourself speeding up your process because you will learn from people that are different from you. If you want to learn from people who all agree with you, then just only honor the people that you like. And guess what? You'll only ever learn so much. Um, another concept is the idea of vulnerability. So Brene Brown, it's Brene as in B-R-E-N-E. She has a book uh, or she's written some stuff, but one of her recent ones is on vulnerability. And I they believe there's a Netflix special as well. I think it's on Netflix. I've watched it. It's either Netflix or Amazon, but it's on vulnerability. And vulnerability is, uh, as far as enlightenment goes, vulnerability is kind of non-negotiable because protectionism is essentially fear. And so if you're not vulnerable with yourself and with the people around you, and vulnerability is largely uh, synonymous with honesty, so radical honesty, stuff like that, um, to expose your inner heart to others and to processes such as the ability to make mistakes and the ability to you know, take on a project and fail, you know, um, protectionism is synonymous with fear, whereas vulnerability is synonymous with trust and not trust in people, but trust in the universe that if you're vulnerable and you're authentic, cause that's, that to me is the real, it's authenticity. If you're vulnerable and you're authentic, then you are opening yourself up to what the universe can bring to you. You are opening yourself up to the path that isn't so defined like, well, I only am going to go here because these are the only people I want to do it with. And these are the only things that I like. If you're vulnerable, then you, you open up your, your possibilities become limitless. And when you open up to the possibilities of the universe, you never know what's going to come your way, but you can't do that if you're not vulnerable. So as you seek for enlightenment, 
and you honor other people and you open yourself up to being vulnerable, there is another piece that you begin to push up against because now the universe has brought something to you because you've opened up to it. Now you push into the idea of giving yourself permission or getting over your fears. And so if you remember, I, I don't know, maybe the 10th episode or 15th episode, somewhere in there. Actually, no, I think it was like the 20th episode. Christopher Teasdale and I did an episode on permission. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. It's one of my favorite episodes about giving yourself permission to grow, giving yourself permission to be wrong, giving yourself permission to think differently, giving yourself permission to make mistakes, giving yourself permission. Most of us want to blame our parents, our friends, or our spouse, or our children. It's really us that holds us back because we're afraid of being wrong. We're afraid of being ridiculed. We're afraid of making mistakes. We're afraid of the pain. We are afraid. We have not given ourselves permission. We like our box, even though we hate our box. And the permission to be all of those things and do all of those things outside the box starts and ends with you. And uh, uh, Lauren Zander has a book on this called Maybe It's You. And uh, again, if you're watching the video, this is the book on that. Maybe it is you. Cut the crap, face your fears, and love your life. <laughs> um, she's huge into honesty, by the way. So a, you know, I think I mentioned this book in the episode on radical honesty. But um, giving yourself permission. Uh, Lauren Zander, she's definitely a high D, I believe. And so this book may be a bit too in the face for certain, certain uh, personality types. But the general gist is, for me, as I've sought after enlightenment, I come across, I, come, I bump up against my own limits. I bump up against, okay, if I believe this, what are people going to think? If I believe this, what's God going to think? You know, I, I remember back in the day, you know, now I don't, I don't view God the way I used to, but you can imagine, because I'm sure a lot of you are there, when you're still not sure whether God is the punishing, angry, judgmental father, the fear of being wrong is very real. Like, well, what if I believe that there is no Satan? Is Satan going to get me? Is God going to judge me? Am I going to go to hell if I question whether or not homosexuality is actually a sin? Am I going to go to hell if I fill in the blank? If I, if I don't read the Bible anymore because I've read it and I want to read other things like the Bhagavad Gita, whatever, like, I think that I pronounced that right. Anyway, so if you give yourself permission to explore, give yourself permission to read other stuff, listen to other traditions, listen to other teachers, think new thoughts, um, at some point you're going to run up the fact that the thing holding you back is you. So I love Lauren Zander's book on it. Maybe it's you. Cut the crap, face your fears, and love your life. And her number one tool is being honest with yourself. And honest with yourself is a lot harder than you think. And if you think you've done it and it hasn't completely like wrecked your life, then the truth is you've probably only partially done it. Um, being honest with yourself and really, 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 really brutally honest with yourself takes time and it takes courage and it takes good friends and family around you to love you through it and to love yourself through it. But it is absolutely a non-negotiable if you want to want to follow the path to enlightenment you're going to have to you know it's 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 that classic you are here sticker in the mall on the map you know in the mall we try to figure out where you're you're or you're at disneyland and you find a map and you need to figure out where you're at it is honesty with yourself is the only way to really know where you're going or how to get there and so 
some of those permissions really come down, you know, obviously the permission to be wrong or make mistakes or the religious side of it. But another one is the permission that what if what you believe is good? What if what your life looks like is good? What if, what if things are good? And yet you have a sense that they could be better. So the idea of moving from good to great. Now there is a book called that, From Good to Great. It's a business book about taking companies from being good to great. So I, I'm not necessarily recommending that book, although it's a good one. Um, but the idea of giving yourself permission to pursue even better. Um, that one's that one's can be really difficult as well. So giving yourself permission, cutting the crap, being honest with yourself, that's the only way that you're going to continue down the path of enlightenment because <laughs> you probably could keep going down the path of enlightenment through like accidental pain and like accidental growth. But if you want to grow on purpose, permission and ke- and holding yourself back is absolutely the, 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 the crux of the issue for most of us. And by the way, this is kind of in an order for a reason. So culture of honor is kind of seeing the, the variety of people and, and the value of other people's journey, but also the value of your own unique journey. And then kind of opening up to vulnerability to what the, what the universe has for you and being vulnerable for change. And then as that change comes, you have to give yourself permission to find that. And giving yourself permission to begin to move forward is great, but sometimes we don't know how to move forward. And this is... So there's a, another book called Start With Why by Simon Sinek. If you're looking at the video, I've got that book up as well. Simon Sinek is a, a great communicator. He's actually really popular with millennials and kind of communicating the some of the ills of the business world these days. But Start With Why is, for me, something that I, uh, I picked up on a few years ago and has changed my life. Yet, this is one of those books, now going back to Culture of Honor, where I've shared this book with other people and they're like, meh, it's okay. And so it for me, is it, I've now realized that I am a why person. Like for me, figuring out, answering the question why is the question that if I don't have answered, I won't move forward. So I can give myself permission. I can be vulnerable to the world, what the universe has to offer. I can honor everyone else. If I don't know why I'm supposed to do something, if I don't know why I'm supposed to make this decision or start this project or, or make this phone call or whatever, then I won't do it. I might know how and I might know what, but for me, if I don't know why, I'm stuck. It doesn't mean that I don't also need to know how and what, but it does mean that until I know why, I'm not going to do much. Now, the reason I bring this up in the way that I have as far as like I'm a why person is because in the last year and a half in working with a lot of of other people on some of this stuff, I realized not everyone is a why person. So you guys know Ron Hale. Um, He and I were having a cigar one night about, I don't know, eight, nine months ago. And we were kind of talking through this and I was like, oh yeah, you got to, you know, you got to know why. And he was like, dude, I don't really, that doesn't really resonate with me. I was like, what? How how does that not resonate with you? But the culture of honor in me kicks in. I go, okay, well, tell me what does resonate with you. Explain that. He's like, I don't know. I mean, why why doesn't, I need to know what. Like, what are we doing? Um, If you tell me what we're doing, then I can do it. And I'll figure out why later. And I'm like, oh, good grief. You tell me what you, you tell me what we're doing and you don't have a why, I ain't going to freaking do it. Right? 
and then we and at this conversation, I think we were we were realizing there was other people we knew like that are more like how people. You can tell them what to do and why to do it, and they're like, "But I don't know how to do it." Right now, here's the truth: you need all three. You need to know what you're doing, how to do it, and why you're doing it. Uh, eventually, but the truth is, is that it's really going, you're going to find that it's one of those three that really is the most important to you on a consistent basis. That it doesn't mean that you don't need all three. It doesn't mean that there's not two that are important, but but you're going to find, oh yeah, all these things that I like, I might, I've had all these ideas on like how to do stuff or people tell me what to do. And, but I don't, until, until I know why to do it, I have no motivation and for lack of intense purposes, I am stuck. I, I won't move. I won't get it done. I won't follow this thing that the universe has brought to me. I can give myself permission all day long. If I don't know why I'm doing it, I'm not going to do it. And so for me as a why person, I walk around with a whole lot of why. Why, why am I going to do this? Why am I going to do that? Why am I going to do this? And I have a lot of that answer. And then now it's more like, okay, now what? And the moment I have a what, I'm, I'm off to the races. Oh, I could do this. Boom, let's do it. Because I already have my why. You give me a what to do. Someone says, oh, I, you know, I make a terrible employee. I'm sorry for all of those who have been my bosses in the past. If you tell me what to do and you haven't given me a why or I don't implicit, I don't kind of instinctually understand why, um, I'll maybe do it like for 30 seconds and I'm mostly half-assing it and it's just totally useless. Until I can fit it in the big picture and know why, what is is a waste of time. And how is, for me, is like the lowest in the sense of like, well, I'll figure it out. If I know why to do it and what to do, how is just almost kind of a matter of fact. But there's other people, like if they don't know what step one, step two, step three, step four, they're stuck. And so I'm using the book Start With Why because I'm a why person. But you might be a how person or you might be a what person. And so my advice on your path to enlightenment is to figure that out. Um, start with what? You know, I actually, I'll use Ron again. He and I have been having some discussions about some some ideas in business. And um, he's told me very recently, like he, he's missing his what right now. He, he doesn't know what he's about. He doesn't know what he needs to be doing. And so he feels very frustrated. He feels lost. And as someone who's a why person, that doesn't bother me. What bothers me is when I lose my why. Why am I at this job? Why am I doing this podcast? Why are we doing, you know, that's why uh, when we were doing the monthly call where, you know, for the first six months of New Age Christianity, it was kind of a Sunday night call. And I lost my why. It was like, why are we doing this again? Done. Like, it just doesn't resonate with me. So find your question. Are you a why person, a what person, or a how person? And once you figure that out, then on your path to enlightenment, realize giving yourself permission is great, but you're still stuck until you answer your question. So start with whichever one of those three, and then you can find yourself moving forward in your path. And this leads last but not least into kind of the over one of the overarching ideas I want to leave with you is, you know, I started this podcast series off talking about the DISC personality profiles and the path to enlightenment for different personalities. I did that because I have all of these other th- uh, things underneath. I'm, you know, the culture of honor being a huge one, and 
and me being a C. So I know myself that I like all the data and I like to study stuff. This podcast would not exist if I didn't know myself as well as I do. And you've heard the old, you know, not know thyself. I think it was the, I think it was the, uh, it was the inscription above the door in Athens to the Parthenon or um, to the to the main temple was know thyself. And the you know it's it's a pretty famous idea in philosophy and in spirituality is to truly move forward to truly understand who you are where you're going. You need to know yourself and. For me, the idea of like, if you've never studied personality profiles, then hopefully this disc, this disc, the series that I did at the beginning was really helpful. But disc isn't the only one. There's Myers-Briggs, there's Enneagram, um, there are uh, so many other personality assessments, but then it's not just personality assessments. It's also skills assessments like strength finders, or I've done some spiritual gifts assessments in churches. Uh, this whole uh, start with why thing, what I just finished talking about, you know, are you a why person, a what person, or a help person? That's partially personality, but it's also just the functionality of of life. There's the ideas like lemon leadership. So what kind of leader are you? You might be a dominant or you might be a steadfast, but you can still be a steadfast uh, visionary, uh, a luminary, which is lemon leadership is the acronym and the L stands for luminary. So you can be a steadfast luminary or a dominant luminary or an influencer luminary. You can, so it's, when you do these assessments, it isn't just about personality. It is also about function. It's about skills. Um, and so one of the underlying things I take with me all the time too is how well I know myself, how many of these tests, how many of these ideas I know when other love languages is a really good one. Um, I, Kaylee and I really should do an episode or maybe even a series on the love languages um, that when you realize what motivates you with love, what motivates you with at work. Um, you know, I'm, I remember the day that uh, my boss, Clint Herma, you know, we, he, we needed us to stay late and it was, I had been with him for a couple of years and he had needed that a few times, and he would always offer to pay more. And it never motivated. I'd be like, "No, I can't. I can't. I can't. I need to. I need to go home, or I need. I can't work this weekend." And so he was trying to kind of motivate me to do that. And it kind of came up to me. He's like, "Dude, I, I really could use, I could really could use for you to stay late, but I realized that offering you more money, like, doesn't really work." Um, I said, well, I mean, offering more money, I won't stay wait, stay late without more money, but I'm not going to stay late because of more money. He's like, well, then why would you stay late? And I said, well, tell me, tell me why you need me. Like, give me the big picture. Where are you at? With, where, why is this a big deal? And so he explained, well, you know, this particular job needs to be done because we're supposed to be on this and we got snowstorm coming in next week. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. and he gave me from his, you know, he's the owner of the company. He knows the big picture. He knows where we're at with these I was in construction. I was a stonemason. So he knew where we were at with the different builders and why this project needed to be done when it did. And yes, I took the extra money, but what motivated me was knowing why. And so I knew that. And and when he realized that, like when, when you realize what motivates other people, when you realize what motivates yourself, when you realize how other people tick, how you tick, you can learn how to interact and you can move so much more fluidly through life. 
You can move so much more fluidly through hard situations. You can move so much more fluidly through learning because you realize, oh, I'm a kinesthetic learner. I'm an auditory learner. You know, I'm a, I'm a verbal processor. Like I say so many of these things on these episodes on, that, again, I take for granted that other people think this way. But a lot of people don't. A lot of people have never thought about themselves in a, a discovery of becoming an expert at being you. Becoming an expert about knowing yourself and knowing people. And I cannot count how many times people have come to me or shared with me, you know, we'll have a conversation about some frustration they have at work. And they'll tell me about their boss. And I'm like, oh, it sounds like your boss, you know, words of affirmation is their love language. And you're trying to, you're trying to show your disapproval by telling what an idiot they are. It's not going to work. They're not going to feel any sort of relationship with you. And as a matter of fact, you're you're playing right into their weakness by not affirming them. So if you want your boss to give you that that day off that they are refusing, then you need to realize that they need to be affirmed verbally. They don't need to get. They don't need you to bring donuts. I think this this is a very specific example. I'm remembering. Someone was like, I, you know, I've, I've brought in donuts for work and I've, I've stayed extra hours and, everything, and they just won't, they just hate me. And I get so frustrated and we argue all the time. I'm like, okay, so you've done the gifts thing. You've done the quality time thing. You've done the acts of service thing, but your, your interactions with them regularly include uh, verbal abuse. That's how they're going to view it. If they're a words of affirmation person, it doesn't matter how many donuts you bring or how many extra hours you stay in acts of service. Or how many times you do hang out with them at lunch and, and whatever. If you regularly engage with arguments with them, that's not going to resonate with them. So suddenly now you know how this person ticks and you can change your strategy. You don't need to bring donuts anymore. You need, just need to write a, write a note that says, hey, man, I really appreciate what you know the thing you did the other day. Like just <laughs> what's a handwritten sticky note versus a donut? Right, it, It's the same attempt, but when you know the person, you start to win friends and influence people. Uh, as uh, I think as Dale Carnegie wrote that book. It's a really, really good book too. So that's the overarching thing that I want to leave you with is whether it's these books that I've talked about, whether it's spiritual communication or the law of attraction or meditation or the power of decision, like there are so many different concepts available to us and learning is, is is limitless with the internet and limitless with the amount of teachers that are out there. But if I can leave you with anything on finding your path to enlightenment and speeding up your process, that is know thyself. Get to know yourself through different assessments, whether it's leadership style or love language or personality type or skills assessments. They're are so many out there and some are better than others, but find the ones that resonate with your intuition and find the teachers that, that can speak to your type of personality that resonate with you. Know yourself and do what you can to study yourself. And as you do that, pay attention because you can also learn about other people. Heaven forbid, you know what your spouse needs. Heaven forbid you know what your kids need from you or your friends or your boss or your employees. Like if you can be the type of person who can automatically detect and switch on the appropriate love language, let's say, or the appropriate 
oh, I know you. You actually need to know what we're doing, not why we're doing it. I've wasted so many people's time trying to explain why. And they might get a bit inspired, but they still feel stuck. Okay, I know why we're going to do this. We're going to change the world. Rah, rah, rah. What are we doing again? Right? It doesn't resonate with them until I just, you know what? Let me skip the, the motivational speech on why we're doing this. And let me get down to exactly what we're doing. Right? And suddenly they're way more productive and they're moving way faster. I didn't, if you don't know those things about yourself or about other people, you're going to slow down. You're going to, and you might even get completely stuck. So on this path, the assumption is, is that you want to go fast, as fast as you can. And I can't recommend anything more than saying, know yourself, know the tools you have, the, know the personality that you have and everything like that. And, and learn other people and begin to play with that and mold it and be you on purpose. A lot of us kind of wake up and like, well, I'm, I'm, that's who I am. Okay, well then, wh- who is that? Explain it. Well, that's just how I do it. Why? What, what do you do again? Like, how, how do you do this? These, these assessment tests and these concepts will help you unpack that so that you can do it again and again and again, and it's faster and faster and faster. And it's not a mystery to you why you do this. It's not a mystery to you what you would what, what you should do next because you know yourself. You know what's going to resonate with you and you can start to move quickly. So I hope this series has helped. I hope it is uh, something that maybe you will listen to again. And um, it will probably be turned into a uh, class, an e-learning class on the website at some point. And uh, I have enjoyed it for one. I appreciate your time as always. As always, I very much appreciate you sharing, in this case, about 40 minutes with me and um, honoring me with your ears and your listening. If you would consider donating, always appreciate it. Just ask Spirit and let him and you take it from there. You can donate on the website. Uh, also, if you get anything on Amazon, any of these books, you know, please go to the website, newagechristianity.org. And um, check them out from there. We'd greatly appreciate it. And then uh, last but not least, like, share, talk about this with your friends. Hit us up on Facebook. I'm probably going to be uh, on autopilot a little bit through the end of the year, through the end of the holidays, but hitting the ground running in 2020 and hopefully uh, finally getting back to being able to uh, build this community and this concept Uh, with a little bit more gusto behind it. It's been 2019. It was the most difficult year ever. And uh, learned a crap ton. have tons to share over time. And I don't, you know, I love it. But (laughs) it has been been a challenge. And I appreciate all of your guys' patience and honor in uh, all the times that I said the new site was going to be up or that this was going to happen. And uh, you guys, (laughs) as a verbal processor and as a... uh, as a visionary, it is easy for me to want to do more than what is capable. Um, I'm trying to get better at that, and I'm learning myself as this episode talks about. So, uh, love you guys. Hope you're having a wonderful fall. It is my favorite season. Um, hope you enjoy Halloween coming up, and we will talk to you on the next episode. <laughs>